Welcome to the STEM Everyday Podcast. Putting STEM into the classroom. Hi there, and welcome to the STEM Everyday Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Woods, and as always, we try to share some ways that you can add STEM to your everyday classroom or even to your own community. And in fact, today we have uh, two special guests from Pennsylvania, Christina Love from Drexel University. Hi there, Christina. Hello. And Marion Leary from the University of Pennsylvania. Hey, Chris. Hi there. Well, I'm, I'm excited to talk to you guys because in Philadelphia, you guys um, are, are doing some really cool things uh, with STEM. Uh, you want to just talk a little bit about that real quick? Yeah, so we run this event, this annual event, that's called Start Talking Science where we have STEM researchers present non-technical posters to students and the general public. And that's at starttalkingscience.com. Yes, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter also. And uh, you guys have done it once already, and you're planning on doing it again this September, correct? Yeah, so we, we had one our first event in August of last year, and our next event's going to be in September. And we just actually started our call for presenters. So we're looking for our Philadelphia area researchers to, um, to submit their summaries of research. And, it, and it's a free event, too. So if you happen to be anywhere near uh, Philadelphia or, you know, you want to take a, take a road trip to a great city like Philadelphia, um, time it and uh, go find out some pretty cool stuff about science. One of the cool things that we have been doing is having um, this event at area museums. So last year we had it at the Chemical Heritage Foundation, which is a, a small museum about um, chemistry, art, and history. And so the, our guests got into the museum after hours for free also. And so this year um, we're doing it at the Drexel University Academy of Natural Science. Um, and so we're looking, really looking forward to that. And one of the reasons that I really um, like doing, liked being involved with Star Talking Science, so um, I went to the first event in um, August of last year and was really impressed with the way that um, the group was trying to communicate cutting-edge local research um, to the community and students in a way that was easy to understand and really bring it down to a layperson level um, to really engage um, again, the community and students in STEM and the really good work that's going on in Philadelphia. And it's also it was, um, created a forum for researchers and scientists to um, see what work each other are doing in this area. Really, um, you know, a lot of research that's presented is presented in silos to one discipline. So I do resuscitation science, so we present our research to other resuscitation researchers. Star Talking Science is unique in that it brings researchers from all different disciplines together um, to share and collaborate. Yeah, and that's and, and that sounds like a really um, cool opportunity because you get to hear what some other people are doing and maybe come up with some cool ideas of your own. Absolutely, and and part of my motivation for that was working in a large collaboration when I um when I worked on my PhD we had engineers and computer scientists and physicists and even some chemists all coming together to work on this same project but everyone had their own you know area of expertise that they brought to the table so it's really important in, um, in science now so this is a type of activity or a, 
a program that really anybody in any part of the country could could probably replicate uh, fairly easily. Maybe talk to a local university or or even just uh, find some some of the people who are doing the, the STEM type stuff in, in your area and set something up. And, and that was actually one of our ideas from the start was that we, we'd like to expand upon this and we'd like other cities to be to be doing similar um, similar programs. And you know, another one of the things that I really liked about uh, this Start Talking Science event and the, the group who puts it together is, you know, it's it's Drexel University, it's University of Pennsylvania, um, Temple University is involved, Thomas Jefferson University. Um, it's really, you know, Philadelphia um, and the Philadelphia area has um, around 100 colleges and um, there's a variety of um, STEM activities going on and start talking science can really um, pull from those and cover a wide range of uh, STEM topics. Yeah, no, I, I noticed, Christina, that you were talking about dark matter. Now, that's obviously something that's going to be pretty confusing for a high school kid, but yet the challenge is to try to excite kids about something that, that is technical. You know, how do you, how do you do that? Right, absolutely. And so it was interesting that you bring up dark matter because even in even in the area of physics, there are so many different subfields inside <laughs> physics, and so so I find myself having to to explain things to you know biophysicists that I have in my department here also. Um, but so so the real the real key is to get rid of any technical words or any jargon, and so. So for dark matter, I can say it is literally matter, and I got to tell you, I don't know what it is either. We're looking for it. So <laughs> it's, it's it's math, it's matter that's out there, it's stuff, but we can't see it or feel it or detect it in any way. And so we're trying to build these really really sensitive detectors that might be able to show us some new signal of something that no one's ever seen before. In in a way that that shows high school kids that they may get the idea that. Everything's already been found. Everything's already been invented. Everything's already been, you know, made up. People are still finding new stuff all the time. And that's that's really what a lot of your presentations uh, are really focused on. Absolutely. And that, and that drives me nuts because I actually feel like when I first learned about dark matter, I was an undergraduate. I think I was a junior. And I just wanted to scream. Like, I could not believe that we did not know over 90% of our universe. Like, we don't know what this dark matter is and or this other dark energy, which is even more elusive. And I was just, I could not, I thought we, I thought we knew everything. I thought we discovered everything. And so, so if I think if students especially were aware of this, they would be a lot more interested in going into STEM research. And so, so that would motivate them and say, okay, well, we've got to join in the fight. Yeah. Yeah. Even in the work that I do, so around resuscitation, um, which includes cardiopulmonary resuscitation or CPR. And so the researcher in that area has only been around for about 50 years, but um, there's still so much that can be done. Survival from cardiac arrest has really plateaued and only recently started to increase. And um, there's a lot more ways that, um, you know, a lot more areas that we need to start exploring. And so, you know, getting students interested in not only STEM, but um, healthcare related STEM activities, you know, ways that we already use this in uh, resuscitation. So we try and get the lay public to learn CPR. If somebody has a cardiac arrest where their heart stops, um, 
you know, we want to tell them, you know, we want to tell them the easiest ways to learn CPR. Push hard, push fast on the chest. Yeah. Make it as simple as possible. Not, you know, put your chest on the sternum, you know, do chest compressions, you know, push down over the heart and, you know, want the blood to pump through the circulatory system. <laughs> you know, we want to remove all that jargon, like um, Christy said, and, um, and make it as simple as possible. So, sorry, you had advocate i've i've seen the videos online of the uh the staying alive the do it to that beat um. i am you know what whatever makes somebody actually get up and act and perform when needed if they think staying alive and they can do chest compressions at an appropriate rate and appropriate depth i'm all for it <laughs> so i mean and, not, and it doesn't have to be complicated and i think that's the yeah. same thing with start talking science yes stem stuff is complicated um, for the researchers and the scientists doing it, but it doesn't have to be complicated when communicating it to the lay public. Right. And also in Philadelphia, which, I mean, there's also a, a site that you guys have, Geekadelphia, and then there's a Philadelphia Science Festival that's a week long. You said it's just about to start right now. You know, yep. it's, it's, just, it's just helping to find more ways to, to get, you know, kids, and, and really, if you can get the parents excited too, taking the kids along and then, you know, it, it all starts building and can, you know, snowball effect. Yeah, and actually the White House has an initiative to increase STEM um, and Philadelphia is actually one of their partner sites. Um, I think it's uh, called US 2020 PHL, which is the abbreviation of STILI, and um, it's a new organization developed from a White House call to generate large-scale innovative solutions to STEM education challenges with a focus on increasing access to STEM careers for girls, underrepresented minorities, and low-income children. That's not exactly what our focus is. Our focus is everyone, but clearly we know that we want to increase STEM education for um, girls, for um, underrepresented minorities, and, and for kids. And so Philly's the place, you know, Philly's the place that it's all happening. Yeah, and that's awesome. And yet, as you read that, it was funny because all those words were like super big jargon words too. So I didn't write it. I, I figured that. I figured that. So I mean, you guys are in the the college level. A lot of the teachers out there on you know on the front lines, getting these kids excited. You know what what would, what would you say to them? What what would be your your best piece of advice um, to to those teachers that are in the elementary, middle school, high school trenches? So I think, well, one thing is to start talking science. <laughs> what we're up to because one thing that we're going to do this year that's going to be a little bit different is we're going to create short videos about um, each of our presenters that we'll post online so that everyone can access and that you can learn about their research and, and learn about, um, you know, different kinds of careers in STEM because I, I feel as though it's kind of unclear what you can do, what you can really do once you're, um, once you're on this road. So, so yeah, so I think, um, finding people that are doing things like we're doing and finding those resources out there, if you're not, you know, aware of different things, I think that would be great. And there's so many different areas you can get involved in. STEM is not one thing. Exploring what's out there with kids and getting them involved in different STEM areas so that they can see that, um, you know, astronomy, physics, medicine, nursing, 
um, resuscitation. There's so many different STEM areas that they can get involved with. Even, even just looking on Philadelphia Science Festival, part of it was incorporating STEM in history and having an astronomy night, which you guys said is, is all around in different parts of the whole city. Um, and just getting kids outside and looking up at the sky, you know, like you were talking about, you know, your resuscitation science, uh, Marion, and, and just thinking every school has a health class. Draw a little bit more of that science into it instead of just the two, two pushes, 15 breaths or whatever. And for lay, because, you know, I have to do this now, for the lay public, you actually only have to push on the chest. We're uh, promoting hands-only CPR. Okay, okay. You don't even have to worry about the breaths. Okay, good. Like I said, we want to make it as easy as possible. Right, right. And and same thing with STEM. It it should be as easy as possible. Kids should be getting excited about it, you know. Um, we were talking earlier about just making making geeky be cool, you know, and um, and and that's really what it's all about for for these kids and and really our job as as people in in STEM stuff. So yeah, so I have a nine-year-old daughter, and I'm constantly telling her I'm a science geek and trying to get it, get her to um, also go into science and realize that it is cool and um, you know that there are different ways to be to be cool. And definitely being involved in STEM, especially in Philadelphia, is is one of those ways. Well, Christina Love and uh, Marion Leary, you guys definitely are cool and. Uh... <laughs> And, well, and and geeky at the same time. So uh, I want to say thank you uh, definitely for, for joining me today. It's been neat hearing what you guys are doing and all the best to you guys as you keep on doing it. Great. Thank, thank you, Chris. Yeah. So much for having us. Yeah. And, uh, and again, check out their site, starttalkingscience.com. And, and I'm sure that in the future, you guys can probably find some, uh, some interesting videos related to their site and, and more ways. Just keep looking for more ways to add some, some STEM to your everyday classroom. And as always, check out all the other podcasts on RemarkableChatter.com. I'm your host, Chris Woods, and we'll talk to you next time. You're listening to this podcast on the SDAC Broadcasting Network. To find more information about this or other podcast shows, please visit RemarkableChatter.com.